So um, it's the the government holiday version of Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. His actual birthday was last week, but uh, this is the day people get off if you get the day off. Oftentimes people play a little bit of the I Have a Dream speech, and uh, and that's about it in terms of tipping your hat to MLK. Some towns have a parade where your local leaders feel like they have to be there. I don't know how much sway MLK's vision actually has in the modern world. I have more on that in a minute. But before we get to that, thought maybe we'd play a little of, uh, of MLK for you. All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. <laughs> I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country. Maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. And so just as I say we aren't going to let any dogs or water hoses turn us around, we aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. Well, I mean, that's some good stuff right there. That's obviously uh, that's fantastic. Righteous and true and undeniable as uh, any words ever spoken. But does MLK hold more sway today over either, either black people or, um, I don't know, young liberals? Then Ibram X. Kendi, who we've talked about on the show before, he's got that hot book out, How to Be an Anti-Racist, that's so popular right now. He's won the National Book Award. He's a big deal. Um, the How to Be an Anti-Racist view of things uh, that some people subscribe to is that if you aren't actively being anti-racist all the time, I mean every day, in your job, in your home life, in, in the way you vote, in the, just everything, then you are a racist. There's there's only two options. Right. And if you're, you know, you have some plumbing company you just started and you're working 80 hours a week and you just you do nothing but work and try to tend to your family, you are a racist because you are not an anti-racist. Well, it includes, by the way, I mean, not only just all kinds of different ways in your daily life, which are difficult to understand, difficult to do, and they, they get to change the rules constantly. Well, so see, you never can live up to the being anti-racist thing anyway. But it includes, like, political positions like... Uh, Medicare for all. If you're not in favor of that, since disproportionately black people have worse health care than white people, then you are a racist. By definition, According yes. to this M. Ibram Kendi, who wrote the book How to Be an Anti-Racist. Yeah, so, you, you start at the end. If, if anything has what they say is a good or bad outcome for black America, you're either a racist for supporting something that is not helping or an anti-racist for supporting something that is helping, even if it's unconstitutional or whatever just doesn't matter so the the question i have is does he hold more sway over people or is he just kind of like a internet phenomenon or uh or, you know or an, uh, the, 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 what's the crowd that elizabeth warren's most popular with educated liberal white women in the suburbs yeah, yeah. uh is it more of a phenomenon with that crowd or is mlk still a bigger deal i don't actually know the answer to that the college where martin luther king 
Jr. is problematic, is the University of Oregon, according to Robbie Suave, who we've had on. I'm not surprised by that a bit. I'll bet there are a number of universities where they have some problems with MLK and his vision of it's not, you shouldn't be judged by the color of your skin, but the content of your character. Mm-hmm. Um, University of Oregon Student Union, which, which recently considered removing MLK Jr.'s I Have a Dream quote from the wall of a campus building. Great Scott. Because the statement only references one kind of diversity, skin color, and is therefore not inclusive. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wow. You people are crazy. Y- you have no capacity for logic. You're like a deer in rut or a dog in heat. You just... You're so caught up in your ideology, you can't stop to think. Are you suggesting that everybody has to take on everything all the time? And and the miracles of uh, of progress that Dr. King and so many other people with him brought are are invalidated or not worth recognizing because he didn't work other miracles. That's just. Have you ever spent any time among humans? I don't know if I'm being too cynical or not. Uh, that's why I was hoping to hear from people on the text line, not getting that much response. I'm getting tons of response on the text line, um, just not on this particular topic. It might be because it is MLK Day, and people that are tied into university campuses have the day off and you know aren't listening to the radio. I don't know. But. Yeah, we got one nice email from a guy who's in political science, taking uh, quite a few history classes, and Martin Luther King Jr. has never come up. Uh, they've that- learned about the sins of Cortez and Columbus and, and the rest of it, but just... His contribution to America just has never come up. So if you're listening to this in the future on podcast or whatever. Um, Who won you, the Super Bowl? Call me. <laughs> if you know anything about this, how MLK Jr. is uh, is is seen in certain circles, I'd like to know that. Text line 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. Speaking of the Super Bowl, I'm trying to get the hashtag going. Hashtag Super Bowl of racist mascots. Oh boy, I'm gonna get that Wait, going. What? Oh my god, because you got the 49. Kill me. You got the 49er guy who who represents people coming to the state of California after Sutter Sutter Fort Gold discovered, etc. Coming here and oppressing Chinese people. Might right? as well call them the oppressors. Exactly, and exploiting national resources, polluting the rivers. The San Francisco oppressors. So that obviously the 49er is a problem. Yes. Hashtag Super Bowl of racist mascots. Yes. And then where do you even start with the Chiefs? And ha, ah, no, we're racist. Da, 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 da. Oh, that whole thing. boy. Oh, golly. Uh, you pitch that. I'll pitch hashtag Super Bowl Saturday because it is idiotic that it's on a Sunday. If it were on a Saturday, it would be the Super Bowl and Christmas and the 4th of July all rolled into one. Everybody would get it would be just a bacchanal. I, I think, mean it would be it, the, the, the laws of God and man would be suspended. It would be so huge. I think the reason is it's already huge and you get all the money from the Saturday and the Sunday. I think you add a day of eating and drinking and revelry and just make, you know, more money that way, I think. I don't know. You start pitching Friday as Super Bowl Eve. And I don't know, you know, have somebody write a Twas the Night Before Christmas style poem. You're going to make a religion yeah. out of this? No, not exactly, but uh, I don't know. Make it Saturday. Nobody disagrees with that, Jack, except you. Make it no, Saturday. No, I, I don't disagree. By the way, I'm I'm kidding about the Super Bowl of racist mascots, but that seems like the sort of thing that could catch hold this time oh, around. Oh, sure. Doesn't yeah. that, isn't I somebody going will. to talk it about that? It absolutely will. Yeah. Hey, listen, getting back to Dr. King and the whole 
modern uh, anti-racism, critical race theory thing, which, again, is a form of insanity. And Dr. King, I'm pretty sure, would say, oh, you're going to ruin it. You're going to ruin what we got. Um, The incredible beauty of his speech about somewhere I read, talking about the Constitution, is that there is no counter-argument. It is beautifully, powerfully simple. And it points a finger at all Americans and says, these are your sacred principles. All we want is for them to apply to us. That's all we're asking. And that is, that is, that's nuclear bomb powerful. It's, it's undeniable. It's nobody can foment an argument against it. And then you come along with the idea that, well, we're going to change what it means to be racist every single day, and you either agree with us or we're going to call you a racist. And nobody but poor, impressionable college kids and educated white women in the suburbs cringe before that illogic and, and its similarity to various idiotic radical movements through the years. And yet there's a certain number of people, particularly in the press, who either like that argument or they're terrified of it. We've heard many times from many people, look, the crazy-ass woke crowd on colleges is a pretty small minority. But they're so vicious and so loud, they win the day a lot. I'm hoping that's the same with the critical race theory people, because if you want to foment just racial you know, hatred and racism and ugliness and the rest of it. Just keep going the way you're going. It's awful. Awful. Hashtag Super Bowl of racist mascots. All right. <laughs> Jeez. I think I think I could do that. I think I could be that person. I think I'd be easy. Well, you don't have to go very deep with it. Um, And your argument you made is actually decent. The 49ers one is a stretch. I mean, there were a bunch of the poor doofuses who thought they were going to get rich and ended up starving. <laughs> Most of them, the vast majority. But the Chiefs thing, I'm a little surprised the Chiefs uh, still exists as a name. Why? What's 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 the problem with that? Well, just in the modern age. I'm not saying I have a problem with it. It's just it's a reference to Indian tribes. and Why is there a reference and... to Indian tribes a problem? Oh, cultural appropriation. That's the biggest load of crap ever. Well, Whoever came know. up with that. Yeah, but it's popular. <laughs> All right. Kill me. Yeah, I know, Ricky. I know. I mean, if you got some of the, 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 like the Cleveland Indians kind of, you know, that, that logo and everything, I can see how you have a problem with that. Yeah. Or the, the Redskins. Indian. Yeah. Redskins, I get. Chiefs, I've never understood what the problem is with Chiefs. Yeah. I, just, I don't understand. I, 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 no, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, you're not an Indian, are you? Um, you're a native, I'm sorry, an Indian. Listen to me. I'm as racist as Columbus. A Native American. No, you're not, Joe. <laughs> you are not as racist as Columbus. Yeah, probably not. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm not. Uh, Nancy Pelosi taking on Facebook. And it's kind of interesting. We should hit you that with one of those companies uh, hitting a trillion dollar value over the weekend, by the way, too. Uh, all fits in together, I think. And... Prince Harry's brave decision. Are we going to do a whole hour on that? or on I, exit? I am actually willing to talk about it. Oh, wow. I think there's greater societal significance to it than a cynic like you is willing to admit. Wow. He's a cynic this seconds ago. He was a, a wild-eyed progressive. He's become a cynic. <laughs> on the way You're up. like the stock market. On the up, Armstrong down, up, down. and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
Does it work? Um, so over the weekend, Google reached a trillion dollars in value. It's just the fourth time that's happened. You got Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, and now Google have reached a trillion dollars in value. Certainly the most evil company to ever reach a trillion. Well, they're among your evil companies uh, who are doing evil things. And Nancy Pelosi took on Facebook over the weekend. And listen to this. <laughs> listen to this little speech and the, well, we'll discuss. The Facebook um, business model is strictly to make money. They don't care about the impact on children. They don't care about uh, truths. They don't care about where this is all coming from. And they have said, even if they know it's not true, they will print it. I think that they have been very abusive of, of the, the great opportunity that technology has given them. My, my thought about them is they don't want, they, all they want are their tax cuts and no antitrust action against them. And they schmooze this administration in that regard because so far that's what they have received. But I, I think that uh, what they have said very blatantly, very clearly, that they intend to be accomplices for misleading the American people with money from God knows where. Facebook intends to be a, accomplices oh for misleading the American people. I don't know if she's trying to suggest that, like, they're in it with Trump. I mean, I don't know. I don't Everything know. she said was either wrong or stupid. That was amazing. It was like somebody saying, I really don't like Nazis. Their uniforms are ill-fitting and unpleasant colors. I don't like the word of the name Nazi because it rhymes with Yahtzee, and I was bad at Yahtzee. <laughs> and I mean... <laughs> Her premise was fine, but then everything she said was dumb. They've said that if something's misleading, they won't take it off. She's talking about that video of her that got attention. That's not the problem with Facebook. They, they, all they want to do is make money. Well, they're allowed to do that. Yeah, they they don't have... Do they have an obligation beyond that? That's... Uh... Jiminy. I thought she was riding to my defense at night on Shining Armor, and she got no armor on. She's oh, drunk. I, I'm worried about... Mentioned just Google's a trillion dollar company. I'm worried about Google and Facebook and their ability to spread information and in and uh, affect elections and stuff like that. I don't know what you do about it though. Yeah, that that doctor we talked to, the scientist who was talking about how Google can carefully tailor search results to move according to their own studies and and his um, plenty of votes in swing districts to change elections. Um, and never mind Facebook and and the way they work. Um, yeah, it's troubling. It is absolutely troubling. But I have not heard anybody offer a solution or a set of regulations or anything right. that aren't either A, anti-First uh, Amendment, or B, just so run by the eye of the beholder, if you know what I mean. Sure, exactly. Yeah. You start in with the, they'll, they'll say things that aren't true. Okay, Nancy, who gets to decide what's true and what's not? I have a feeling that some things you would say are true. I'd say, no, that's not, and vice versa. Bernie is a communist. Absolutely not true. Trump is the new Hitler. Absolutely true. I mean, that's just that's the way it would go. And I'm not a fan of Hitler. Well, see, there you go. It's not true. And getting into that sort of thing, so over the weekend there was a back and forth between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, and this isn't really about the race, so don't turn out because you don't want to hear about this. But... um. Biden was claiming that a video going around, him talking about Social Security, was the doctored video. Ah. And it came from Bernie's people, and he was asking Bernie's people to take down this doctored video. Um, I would, too, or you'd get a chain around your neck. 
<laughs> your head. Bernie's saying it's not doctored. The New York Times says it doesn't appear to be doctored, but it's out of context. So you don't have any idea what the context is. But anyway, that sort of thing. What's true and what's not? Uh, who's going to make that decision? Biden says that's a doctored video. That's not true. I never said that. Bernie's saying, yes, you did. Who's going to make the judgment call on that for Facebook or Google or whoever? I think you're calling me a liar on national TV. What? <laughs> I think you're calling me a liar on national TV. It's funny. Several people uh, mentioned that she repeats the line precisely the same way she did the first well, time. Well, she was standing Part in front of the, of the microphone. Yeah. yeah, trying to make anyway. Yeah, anyway. They both toned that down over the weekends. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just it's it's disappointing to me. I thought Nancy and I were going to be on the same side of something, but again, oh, I think Facebook is evil. Silly. Oh, she yeah. thinks it's evil. We agree with that. Yeah, but she's kept for all the wrong reasons mm. and with all the wrong remedies. Hey, Damn impeachment it. starts tomorrow in the Senate. A couple things you need to know. This might be way more exciting than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, if you listen to this show, you know I have been saying uh, kill me when it comes to the the impeachment thing. I've just thought, we know how it's going to turn out. It's going to be boring. It's going to be the same people saying the same thing. I just, I had no interest in impeachment. I got a little interested in impeachment over the weekend as I took in some more information. This guy, Mark Thiessen of the Washington Post, he's a columnist. He was on uh, Fox on Friday explaining how it could happen if you end up with witnesses. Look, I think Ken Starr is absolutely right. They are going to have witnesses in all likelihood, and his legal team is going to take advantage of that because one of the key parts of of the president's defense is that if Hunter Biden, what his contract with Burisma was corrupt, then his phone call with the Ukrainian president had a public purpose. It wasn't self-dealing. So they're going to put Joe Biden and Hunter Biden on trial. And and it's not just Hunter Biden that will probably testify. You're probably going to have Amos Hochstein, who is the Obama energy czar, uh, who uh, he, he was the one who went to Biden and, t- and told him that there's a problem with your you have a conflict of interest with your with your son's business dealings. What did he say? What did he say to Joe Biden? They're going to bring in legal experts uh, to prove the case that Hunter Biden's deal was corrupt. They're going to investigate his deals in China and Romania because it shows a pattern of corruption on the part of Hunter Biden. And then finally, they will bring in the vice president himself. And the vice president will not be under legal cross-examination, will not be able to get away with saying, focus on Donald Trump. And uh, I might, nobody says my son did anything wrong because there will be many witnesses who said that his son, in fact, did something wrong. So if Hunter, you're a loser. So if there are witnesses, they're going, to ha- they're going to try to establish a pattern of corruption with the Bidens, at least Hunter, and try to tie it to his dad, obviously, but at least Hunter, so that you can make the honest claim that President Trump was trying to root out cor- corruption. So you're going to have to look into some of his bis- business dealings over the years in other places. It happens to be uh, rooting out corruption that would benefit him electorally, perhaps. But think how ugly that could get. Yes, and I am a fan of chaos and ugliness. And how long it would take. Oh, see, that's the problem. And before we go down that road, and then uh, Joe has his commentary, how about the other side of it? So you bring Lev Parnas up, right? He's the the mobster-looking dude who was uh, saying bad things about Trump last week. What if he gets into it? If you're going to make Lev Parnas the center of your impeachment prosecution, then you're also opening yourself to having to call the hundreds of witnesses who have an opinion on his veracity and credibility. So it's not just Lev Parnas who's a witness. It's anyone who has an opinion on his credibility. So now this six-week trial is a six-month trial. That's Trey Gowdy. Wow. Just on Lev Parnas alone. He calls it a six-month trial. Yeah. Keeping in mind that it's not a trial per se. I mean, it's a trial, but it's a different kind of trial. 
It's like comparing a golf game to a football game. They're both games, but different rules apply. But in the uh, conventional criminal trial, uh, you know, what a defense attorney will say is we just need to get one. We just need to get one juror who will refuse to convict, and then you got a hung jury, and at worst you'll go through it again, and, and perhaps they'll acquit or the government will give up. Well, they don't even need that from the defense side, the uh, the administration side, or perhaps the Republican side, if you think they're in lockstep with the administration. All they have to do is prevent, like, 15 of their guys from switching sides. Actually, what is the number? 20. To get to two-thirds? They would have to have 15, 17 of their guys flip. Well, so it's 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 well into the teens. So, I mean, if they could just... Weaken the already weak Democrat case a little bit. There's no freaking way they have a dozen and a half Republicans leave the reservation. No, sorry, that's that's uh, cultural appropriation. There, uh, there's no way that happens. So yeah, calling Hunter, calling Joe and Mitch McConnell, and say uh, yeah, I think that would be enlightening. Every and there they are. Everybody I saw over the weekend on the talk shows. The Republicans and the Democrats said they think there will be witnesses. That yeah, that's going to happen. Me. Well, if you go down the witness road, you're going to have Lev Parnas and what you just heard there from Trey Gowdy. You're going to have the Biden family and what you just heard there from Mark Thiessen. Mm-hmm. That's going to be, it'll be very slow, drawn out drama. I mean, w- listen for the highlights on our show. It's not the sort of thing you're going to tune into every day, because it's just going to be tedious. Oh, yeah. Tedious hours and hours AF. and hours. I mean, <laughs> hours and hours, days oh, yeah. of just... Ain't nobody got time for that. Laying out... Name into that. Laying out the case. I mean, before they even get into the senators asking questions and maybe witnesses or anything, the opening statement is going to be 24 hours of testimony each. Yeah. Two 12-hour days for one side, two 12-hour days for the other side. Yikes. This is what they're going to do this Can week. Can you imagine being a senator? Kill me. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Kill me. Uh, oh, hey, you know, I liked your explanation earlier because I was uh, into this for a while. Why did the Democrats not subpoena John Bolton? Subpoena I never could understand it. Mick I, Mulvaney. I, I kept saying, Have it go through the courts. I kept saying through the whole thing, if I'm a Democrat... I want them to subpoena John Bolton. Make him show up, or at least make the the, the administration defend it. Well, there's a chance because they would they would have the the administration would have said no, 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 executive privilege. Our, our people don't have to talk. We get to have private conversations. That would have been challenged, and it would have gone to the Supreme Court. What the Supreme Court would have decided, I'm not exactly sure. Turns out, and I learned this yesterday from Chris Wallace and from uh, Lindsey Graham. It was a pretty clever strategy by the Democrats because in the Senate, the senators get to decide whether or not executive privilege applies. Not the Supreme Court. The not the Chief Senate. Justice. The Chief Justice will, will, will make a ruling. The Senate can overrule the Chief Justice. Oh. The Senate, the majority of the Senate is the ultimate ruler whole court's in the Senate. Right. Um, it's part of the weird balancing the different branches. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense. The founders wanted to, you know, to be a political process. Right. So ultimately, it's going to be a political process. There well, have been if, rulings. If President Joe appoints Chief Justice Sean two weeks ago, and then theoretically, the Senate's in charge of the impeachment of President Joe. 
Um, and I, I would have been a great president, but you impeached me. But anyway, yeah, I get that. The Senate's in charge of it. So if they say no, Chief Justice uh, Sean, you're not, you don't get the rule, lad. The hell with you. So there have been two Supreme Court rulings on on this sort of thing, on whether or not you get to uh, call executive pr- privilege. First, with the Nixon administration, they, they weren't going to release the tapes. They weren't going to do a lot of different things. And it, it and, and this was challenged in the House. It went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ruled, as part of a criminal investigation, you can't claim executive privilege. you got to turn over the tapes. It was unanimous. Okay, is, that so you've why, got that. is that why the GAO just came out and said the president violated the law, not giving that aid money to the Ukrainians soon enough? I wonder if that factors in. Maybe. Maybe. Huh. Maybe to make it a criminal. Because that was part of Lindsey Graham's argument yesterday. He says, there's no crime alleged here. These these aren't crimes. Abusing uh, abuse of power is not a crime, mm. um, and neither is um, obstructing Congress. Yeah, in the same way that lying under oath or or that's got to be what the GAO thing was. Anyway, so now that it's out of the House and it's into the Senate, it doesn't matter. The Supreme Court's not going to play a rule a role because the other Supreme Court ruling around executive pr- privilege showed that the court decided they want to stay out of it. They're going to leave it up to the senators. We don't believe we should be the final word on this. We'll let the Senate be the final word on this. Oh. That is that is precedent. Mm-hmm. So all you need is a majority of senators. If 51 senators say, sorry, Bolton's got to testify, executive privilege does not count here, then that's what's going to happen. So you only got to peel off four Republicans to join with the Democrats to force all these people to testify. You couldn't and pull that off in the House. And then we're looking at that six-month impeachment. Then you're looking at the six-month tedious impeachment. And I don't exactly... The, the question is, and I wonder if they know this behind closed doors, who's this benefit? I don't know who it benefits. If you bring out Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and drag that through the muck for a month or two, and then Lev Parnas and everything he's going to say and drag that through, who benefit? Who comes out the winner in this? Well, I think the dogs of uh, impeachment are a lot like the dogs of war. Once right. you loose right. them, it's, uh, they don't obey your commands anymore. Yeah, I don't have any idea. Now, you could bet that, boy, you keep digging and digging on Trump and give more time to pass. That's to your benefit. I could see that argument. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. But I don't yeah. think having Hunter Biden up there and maybe his dad testifying well, is going to do him any good. Well, that will be incredibly entertaining. If they start, I mean, if it turns into a three-ring circus of accusations, counter-accusations, character assassination, uh, you know, uncovering the sins of the powerful through the years, I mean, I could see, you know... Eventually, somebody says, well, you can't believe the president. Ask his two first wives. And all of a sudden, they're in the Senate. <laughs> all right. Ivana. <laughs> oh, Donald, I love Donald so much. But then he treated me badly. I just adore a penthouse view. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then it's just insanity. Oh, my and, God. And I'm telling you, the sane part of America, well, all right, the not as politically adamant part of America is just going to be saying, we vote in November! Well, and at, at this point, it might be June. We vote in five months. Right. Stop it. Stop calling Baron to the stand. <laughs> s- s- stop, you know, subpoenaing Hunter Biden's stripper ex-girlfriend. Why is Howie Mandel here? Well, he was on Celebrity Apprentice. Right. Not so. a joke. Right. <laughs> now you got Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, uh, promoting the new crappy apprentice. Yes. 
What, what, stop it. So I don't know, might be giving uh, Nancy Pelosi and company too much credit, but I'm not sure. Uh, this seemed to be what Lindsey Graham was saying yesterday. They didn't ask for witnesses, those witnesses during the House, because they weren't sure they could get it through the Supreme Court. They thought they had a better chance of peeling off four Republicans and getting the witnesses this way. Right, right. Which is pretty clever. Well, final thought from me, anyway, and, and listen, this is the first entirely partisan impeachment. Which even Nancy was a ter- said was a terrible idea. Now, maybe you believe that's because the Republicans are corrupt and in the bag for Trump. Let's not get stuck on that point. But because it is a very partisan impeachment, Mitch and the boys in the Senate and the gals, they are absolutely of a mind that, listen, you want to call uh, witnesses, do you? Yeah. Well, so do we. And for every uh, every uh, son of a gun you uh, call that's going to uh, go nuts, we're going to call two of them. And we have the majority. So you want to get this, you want to turn this ugly? You want to get in the dirt? You want to you want to take this to the mattresses? Let's get started. Yeah, but this is going to unfold slowly. This isn't going to be like must see TV or must listen radio. I don't think. Well, yeah, but uh, and moments will be, but they'll be so spread apart. Well, right, but that's okay. It'll get sprinkled oh, in. Yeah, it's yeah. like the baseball season. Yeah. Once in a while, there's a triple play. You see it on Sports <laughs> Center. Or a guy hits four home runs, and that's right. great. And, you know, it's, yeah. And it's going to last about as long, too. <laughs> so uh, the highlights, we'll have them for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's something to look forward to. Second and ten as that Tennessee defense drops back. As long as try to make a diving tip, that ball to tiptoes inside the ten. Still not ten. Oh, what a run! Out of this world! Touchdown, Kansas City! Hey, on three, can we just give it one? How about those cheese? One, two, three. How about those cheese? Andy Reid, the head coach of the Chiefs. That was a really sweet moment. Uh, first of all, with due res- all due respect to Jim Nance, the radio call would have been better because that run that was being described, you were watching on TV. But it, if you didn't see it, it was it was one of the greatest quarterback runs I've ever seen in a critical moment of a game. It was amazing. Arrowhead is one of the great sports environments there exists. I've been to a lot of games there, and it's just, it is flipping deafening. The cement oh, yeah. shakes there. Oh, yeah. It's, it's amazing. unbelievable. So, listen, as a guy who's lived all over the country, and I've gotten affection for various teams and, and rooted for them for a while, we were living in Charlotte when the Carolina Panthers franchise started, so I had to root for the Panthers and all. The rest of it. Why are, why are football players shouting at me? Anyway, um, and, you know, I became a Chiefs fan, and that's really my AFC team, and I, I follow them, and I love them. A good buddy of mine's a Chiefs fan, so I, I like the Chiefs. Love the Niners. I've been a Niners fan for a couple of decades, living on the West Coast. Um, and uh, and I watched all of both games and the post game yesterday. Wow. I will tell you this. That's a commitment. The Chiefs post game was all about the fans and thank you and you're the best fans it was a very Kansas City Midwest post game celebration and I tell you what evidently none of the Niners brass watched that because I don't think and I could be wrong correct me if I'm wrong fans I'm I'm sure you will 
I don't think the fans were mentioned once in the post-game, uh, everybody getting the microphone for the 49ers until the very end when Jim Nance told the fabulous George Kittle to trot around the stadium and show everybody the, 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 the trophy. It was, it was a weird omission. Fans are cheering. Mm. I don't know. I just... It left me with a bad feeling. So it, was, it was it was as San Francisco as the the uh, even though they play in Santa Clara, which is a hell of a long way from San Francisco. Um, it, it was very Santa Clara as opposed to the very Kansas City celebration. So this is football related, but not really the Louisiana State. Um, football team that won the national championship was at the White House on Friday. Oh, yeah, that was funny. So you, you didn't hear much about it because if a team decide if a championship team decides not to go to the White House, it's giant national news, and it just shows how divisive and racist Trump is. You're not going to go see the new Hitler? When the teams do show up, which happens most of the time, and they all stand there and smile and are perfectly happy, it doesn't get any coverage whatsoever because, ah, oh, dang it, they went. But they anyway, could have snubbed Trump, but uh, they didn't. Clip 21, this is pretty entertaining. This is Trump with all the football players Standing behind him. Thank you, President Trump. What an honor to be here at the White House. I speak on behalf of our football team and our great assistant coach himself. That's a wrong clip. Is that That's the, the clip graveliest on? voiced head football coach in college history. Coach, if you'd like, we can take whoever wants to come yes, to the Oval Office. We'll take pictures behind the Resolute Desk. It's been there a long time. A lot of presidents. Some good, some not so good. <laughs> but you got a good one now. Even though they're trying to impeach the son of a bitch. Can you believe that? The players standing behind him are busting a gut through the whole thing. They're falling down laughing. Hilarious. How about we take all the players to the Oval Office, huh? Would that be cool? The Oval Office. Not many people get to go there, and everybody's like, oh, they're looking at each other. They're like, wow, what? Cool. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Been some good presents there. Some not so good. Yeah. You got a good one now, but they're trying to impeach the son of a bitch. By the way, <laughs> to state the obvious, we must have that clip isolated every time we talk about impeachment. Got a great one in there now. <laughs> <laughs> what What an interesting dude. Oh, please. And a, and a good look for him on a Friday with impeachment going on where he looks confident and people smiling and laughing behind him. joking God, about impeachment. How yeah. this is all going to play out, I do not have the slightest idea, neither does anybody else. The election, the impeachment, any of it. No idea. Well, and if I was going to live forever, I'd say, kill me now. Kill me now. <laughs> Nobody wants that. But, kill me. But kill me. Uh, but I would love to read the history a hundred years from now when they've distilled it down to two or three main talking points that they teach the school kids. And... Uh, and see what the historians say. I'm sure it'll be wildly misleading. So I don't know if we'll get to this or not, because I don't have any idea how much uh, interest you have in it, but Bloomberg, who's running for president, and has now said he might spend $2 billion what? to get Trump out of the White House. <laughs> he gave an interview this morning as to why he's so committed to this and why he jumped into the race at all. Two billion dollars. Yep. Yeah, spend it here on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, that's no a kidding. good price to spend it. We've made it clear, Mayor Bloomberg, we can be bought at reasonable terms. Uh, speaking of which, if you get the award-winning fourth hour of the show, stay tuned. If not, grab it uh, the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. But we'll be talking about Amazon wants to turn your hand into a credit card. Which is good, because I just took out my, my money clip. I got my credit card there. Oh, God, it's heavy. <laughs> oh, my. Ow, 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 
I cut my finger wide open with the credit card. So thank oh, God they're going to... So much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, your you hand. Just use my hand. Like your fingerprints or... Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just press it on the, the old reader. 